Well, another week and another episode from the show that tries to comfort you in your sleepless nights or your cold mornings. With some interesting topics that delve into what seems to be those places that our minds don't wander to. But we always think about it unconsciously though. It's been quite a while again. And I kind of hate the fact that this has been normal as of the last few episodes. Especially that I got the actual equipment to make these episodes a bit better. As you may have heard me through a better, more cleaner mic. And the new visualization of the podcast in waveform on YouTube. Which, of course, you should totally check out. But in all seriousness, it's been quite a busy few months. Literally trying to shape my future. And I can't say that I didn't have the time to sit down and write these scripts. But I was lost. I've had a lot of things on my plate which my mind over-exaggerated. And left me overwhelmed almost on a daily basis. And I would lose weeks before I make something that can make me feel slightly better. But I guess I can safely say that now I have a grip on my reality and I'm controlling my time way more efficiently. And you might ask, hey Haidar, why are you telling me all this? And I would answer you with this. These things take time. And you shouldn't be tough on yourself. I'm not saying that you should just give up and stay down. But what I'm trying to say is that you should push yourself every day. And... To quote an excerpt from a book I've read once, being limitless is a decision that you make every single day from the moment you wake up. And I agree, don't try to look on the past and feel overwhelmed that you weren't productive or something like that. But look on the past only when you've done something you're proud of. And always try to push yourself to making new memories like this. And you'll keep pushing and do what you've set your mind to. But I've been rambling for a while now. Back to tonight's episode. In the last episode, I've talked briefly about how music can impact our lives and how they shift our mood and how one can use music to remember a past time, feel nostalgic about or feel motivated like when listening to Lose Yourself or Till I Collapse by Eminem. On this episode, though, I'm going to touch on a more darker topic and I guess a topic that we all share a great fear of. And quite frankly, I didn't have an idea on how I can touch on this emotion. Since it's not like fear or anger, or any of the other emotions we've discussed before. This emotion haunts you. This emotion lasts for a while. And creeps up whenever your mind wanders further than it should be. And this emotion is... Grief. Grief is in a way more of a response than an emotion. I don't want to say a coping mechanism because it's a very painful mechanism. And everyone deals with it in a certain way. Grief is an emotional response to losing someone or something that you hold so dearly. Grief can be a sneaky one. It doesn't come on its own, but brings out a variety of painful emotions. It brings out the worst in us. But it's something that we have to go through at one or several points in our lives. And it's a very individual process. Grief brings out the sadness in us. It brings out anger. It brings out painful memories good or bad, they're hard to relive and your mind goes through them sadly without our accord. Grief is mostly about sadness and loneliness. This can be brought on by the realization of the loss and may cause you to isolate yourself and leave you to roam in your head for what can feel like an eternity. Shock, denial or disbelief are natural as well. Our mind is trying to protect us from pain. So following a loss, some people may find that they feel quite numb about what has happened. Shock provides emotional protection from being overwhelmed. 
especially during the early stages of grief, it can last a long time. Now, most people categorize grief into five stages that are like steps one can go through when grieving. We're predictable beings for sure, but I still think that we're all kind of unique, even with emotions. So without further ado, we start with denial. When you first learn of a loss, it's normal to think this isn't happening. And you may feel shocked or numb, but this is a temporary way to deal with the rush of overwhelming emotion. It's a defense mechanism per se. Then anger. As reality sets in, you're faced with the pain of your loss. You may feel frustrated and helpless as these feelings later turn into anger. You may direct towards other people, a higher power or life in general. To be angry with a loved one who died and left you alone is natural as well. Bargaining. During this stage, you dwell on what you could have done to prevent the loss. Common thoughts are if only and what if. You may also try to strike a deal with higher power. Then depression. Sadness sets in as you begin to understand the loss and its effect in your life. Signs of depression include crying, sleep issues, and a decreased appetite as you may feel overwhelmed, regretful, and lonely. And lastly, acceptance. In this final stage of grief, you accept the reality of your loss, that it cannot be changed. Although you still feel sad, you're able to start moving forward with your life. Grief is inevitable, and we either cope with it or it will break us, and keep us living in the past, losing our future in the process, which can be catastrophic in certain points in life, in a relationship with a partner, or just working your way through the corporate ladder. Grief, if not treated well, will keep a large open wound, and that's where I wanted to go with grief in this episode. However, every time you feel grief won't be in the same scale or in intensity. I'm talking about the worst kind of grief here, uh, where it can break you. And since it's not a pleasant emotion, you don't see it much on the media, movies, series, and everything else. So if you've never felt grief, it'll feel like something that you can overcome easily. But reality can have something else in mind. A year ago, Disney Plus launched their first Marvel Cinematic Universe series, WandaVision. And I was extremely intrigued on how Marvel can make a series. I didn't watch any trailers or anything, but I knew the series was a trip to memory lane, detailing a lot of other sitcoms and comedy TV show genres, acting as a love letter to them. The likes of old sitcoms like The Dick Van Dyke Show and I Love Lucy from the 30s to the 50s, being very prominent in the first two episodes of the show, and other shows like The Office Modern Family from the 2000s in shows like Full House, Family Ties from the 80s and 90s. But actually watching the series, I've loved it so much for showing how fragile humans are. And how our protagonist, Wanda Maximoff, dealt with grief in her own way. Which evidently hurt everyone literally in proximity from her. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but our protagonist, Wanda Maximoff, uh, since she has magic abilities and all that, warped reality and reshaped it to a time she felt safe in. She used to watch these shows that we talked about earlier in her younger years, and in so dealing with her grief after losing vision in Avengers Infinity War, she transformed a whole town with the people inside into playing background characters in a show of her own making, going through all those sitcoms in almost every episode, which kind of leaked into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where she's a key character there. 
She didn't deal with her grief directly, she did not accept her reality, and because she has those powers, she warped reality around her. And I guess there's some kind of symbolism here. We all try to warp reality filling the hole that the loss we had has created. And as I said before, we all deal with it in different ways. And the most famous quote well, from WandaVision is, What grief, if not love, persevering. Call it corny if you want, but I kinda like it. Of course, there are other TV shows that talk about grief and showcase it in a more realistic manner, but this is what I had coming up with this episode. If you've listened to my second episode talking about Silent Hill 2, I also go through how James Sunderland, our protagonist, go through grief in his own way as well in that iconic video game. When people be grieving, there is a question that comes up after the trauma, which should be how much time does it take for someone to actually grieve? And that depends, of course. It's not a calculated matter, and there is no recipe for it. You go through it the way you should go through it. You face it, you work with it, and you learn how to live with it. For as much time as it can take you, it shouldn't haunt you for your whole life, since you have so much to live for, but I guess it's easier said than done. People that are grieving can reach out and ask for help from friends and family, a shoulder to cry on, an ear to listen, and a mind to reflect off of. They can elaborate the memories of what was and what used to be reality, but in my experience it hurts a lot more. But it's always good to extract those emotions and actually face them to get past them. Grief is hard, guys. I hope that none of you ever get the chance to feel it. And if you were unfortunate enough to taste it, I wish that you get past it as quickly as one can do, without too much damage afterwards. I remember once that I've been talking about this very exact topic with a close friend of mine, and she's called Abby. And I told her that the worst thing about loss, or any kind of loss actually, isn't the actual loss. It's dealing with it afterwards. It's the next day and the day after. It's about waking up in that reality and not having a single control over it. But to accept it and live with it. And I guess I want to apologize if this made you relive some trauma you've had. It's kind of a hard topic to talk about. But it was looming over my head for a long time. Hopefully, this will get you a clear idea of what grief's effects are on all of us. And I want to take the time to thank you for sticking around to the last minutes of this episode and tell you what an amazing person you are and that you're capable of a lot of things you may not think you can. You just have to unlock your potential and work on it daily. And if you don't mind me singing, of course, I remember a very nostalgic song of mine that lifts me up whenever I kind of feel down. It goes on like this. Hanging the baby things are crazy, but I know your future's bright. Hanging the baby, there's no maybe. Everything turns out alright. Sure, life is up and down, but trust me, comes back around. You're gonna love who you turn out to be. Hanging the baby. Well, kind of embarrassing, but I hope that you understood the lyrics. Thank you, Insomniacs, so much for watching, and I hope I can see you next time.